Hello and welcome to the Crew Fitness UK podcast channel hosted by myself, Hayley Chatterton, online personal trainer and weight loss specialist. This is a place where I can talk to you about health and well-being, mum life and how we can live our healthiest and happiest lives. This is a chance where I can debunk some myths, chat to guests online and get into the real nitty gritty subjects that some personal trainers do not wish to discuss. So sit back, relax, or enjoy getting your 10,000 steps in. been a bit um a bit of a flip compared to the last time I did a podcast it was amazingly hot sunny weather and now it's like it's it's like autumn with all the rain and the cold weather but hey is what it is eh and I suppose we take these opportunities where we could be a bit more productive with work go to the gym a bit more just get shit done if you know what I mean because when the sun is out I don't know about you but I get I'd still obviously get everything done and I do my actual job, but I would say I have less motivation to do things like the boring jobs, like do my tax returns or update my finance sheets, those sort of things that are really mundane but have to be done, that sort of thing. <laughs> but anyway, I am not really talking about here what I'm actually going to talk about today. So. I'm going to be doing the title of Be Brave. So it's kind of another motivational kind of podcast today. Um, and what I'm basically talking about is getting out of your comfort zone and being uncomfortable or slightly stressed or having that anxiety for some change is a good thing. So I'm going to talk about that in terms of with the gym. I'm going to talk about relationship with food. And then I'm going to talk about career paths so three subject areas so let's go straight into gym anxiety so gym anxiety, as many people call it um god why am i out of breath weird i've only just walked upstairs i suppose <laughs> anyway so i suppose with um i get a lot of women especially approach me saying that they have would prefer to do home workouts because they have this anxiety to go to the gym um they worry about mainly the weights section, so the free weights mainly, or where the cable machines are, or just, you know, the cable, um, you know, where people do lap pull-downs and stuff. The, the, oh my God, the words have gone from my head today. Anyway, people are more inclined, if they have to go to a gym, they're more likely to go straight over towards that cross-trainer or treadmill and just stay there and not move, not budge. They're too scared to go towards the weights section. So, firstly, with gym anxiety, I have noticed it has increased considerably since COVID. I've had, obviously, you know, during all the many lockdowns, I suppose I became the queen of home workouts and so did many other PTs, to be fair. We had to really use our imaginations, really push people in a different way, probably more cardio-based rather than strength training. And I suppose an element of hypertrophy was involved, but it was 
a different style of training, I would say, that it wouldn't be your typical maximal strength um, that you would receive in the gym. But, you know, most people who approach me, they're more wanting to get fitter and they're wanting to lose body fat. That's what most people approach me for. So that is definitely doable with home workouts, getting your step count up and um, getting out for good walks. And it's a good way to start hypertrophy training and build up your tolerance to it. So I'm all about, yeah, start on that. That's brilliant. And I can definitely make a plethora of workouts. And then after that, if you are willing to invest in heavier equipment, then great, I can start building up on your hypertrophy and potentially maximal strength training. Or if you're still wanting to build on lean tissue, that's when I normally recommend to think about the gym because you're limited on equipment. But anyway, people freak out the thought of going to gyms and I can understand why. You know, for example, the one I go to, a lot of people are training in there for strongman competitions. So you get some real big fellas in there and there's a lot of girls that go in there who are doing bikini comps. It's a very popular thing now, I'm noticing that a lot more than ever, that bodybuilding has become a very, I guess, trendy thing to do. Um, You know, we see a lot of it on social media, all these bikini girls, and and I see them all training in the gym. And don't get me wrong, they absolutely smash it, and they do incredible. And I'm in awe of these people because they're amazing. Um, But yeah, so... I can see why it's intimidating to go towards those sections for lifting weights in the gym because they look like they know what they're doing. They look incredible. They're in amazing shape. And say if you're new to the gym or you're just not feeling so confident in your own body right now, which is a really sad thing that I hear a lot of. No one should ever feel like that in their own selves. But anyway, we and we all think like it, especially as... Um, I suppose men think like it as well. I don't want to say just women, actually. It's both genders. We go in there probably thinking, are they looking at what I'm wearing? Are they thinking I don't know, I look like I don't know what I'm doing when I'm lifting? Do I look ridiculous? Um, Are they judging me because I'm not lifting as heavy as them? That's a big thing I'm noticing recently. I have to admit on social media is that people are got women especially, are putting up on um, stuff saying... Oh, I went really light today. I hip thrusted 100 kg. That's so light. That's not fair. And I don't think it's a great way to put it. And maybe it could be worded slightly differently because it can cause anxiety for people who are trying to get to that one day. They might go, well, I'm doing 20. What's wrong with me? Oh, my God, I'm not as good as them. Maybe I should give up. So there is that element that people have to be think about what they put on social media. I know for a fact that I do put up what I lift quite often. But I do also write in there, it's taken me a long time to get there. Now, don't get me wrong. I have been training or weight training since my early 20s. I'm now 32 nearly. So I've been training for nearly 10 years on weight. And I'm still nowhere near as strong as a lot of women. And I've had a baby. But I still do that sort of anxiety of, that girl's lifting more than me. Oh, my God. And she's done more reps than me. And it's terrible that I've done that. But we do do it. It's, it's ridiculous. So in terms of bravery, it comes to that. You have to remember, people in the gym are too busy there for themselves. They've gone there for a reason, and that's for themselves. They've gone in there to think about basically how they can improve their training, improve their lifts, improve their health and well-being, maybe be doing comp prep, all kinds of things. They're in there focusing on themselves. They've got that hour to themselves. 
they've got their music on full blast, they're looking at themselves in the mirror, they're either watching their form or they're just checking themselves out. I have never gone into the gym and thought, what is that person wearing? What does that person look like? Look at the weight of that person. I have the utmost respect for every single person that goes into the gym because they're there to take care of themselves. So what I'm trying to say here is if you have gym anxiety or gym anxiety, just remember people are in there to look after themselves. 99.9% of the time, they will be really friendly. And if you said to them that like, you wanted to use a piece of equipment, I can guarantee they'll, have a, they'll give you a very friendly response of, yes, sorry, I'm still using it. Or no, please go ahead. It's clean. It's ready for you to use. Um, most people in general are very, very nice. So please don't be afraid of the weights section. At the end of the day, resistance training is probably one of the most beneficial forms of exercise you can do for yourself. Obviously, I talk about in other podcasts how great cardio is as well, obviously, but resistance training should be a big part of your exercise routine throughout the week. I'm talking at least two or three sessions a week to really look after yourself. So, like I say, it's a, starting from home workouts is a great way to build your confidence in knowing that you know how to do the moves and that you're doing it correctly. You get to know how much you are able to lift and then get ready to kind of think, actually, I think I can push yourself to the, myself to the next level. And that's when then transitioning into the gym is a really good thing and you don't feel so freaked out by it. So that's one thing I do recommend for people that are starting a fitness journey. There is no harm in maybe investing in a coach that can write you some home workouts for a while. The reason I say investing in a coach is because it's all very well doing online classes and stuff or things you see on YouTube. However, you haven't got someone there who is setting new programs that challenge you week on week, get harder and harder, but you get stronger and fitter. And then your confidence builds in yourself because that coach has designed that program around you to really help boost you. So just bear that in mind. And then just remember when you do think about transitioning over to the gym, like I say, people are in there too kind of um, tangled up in their own thoughts. They're too busy looking at themselves. Trust me, they're not looking at you. If anything, when I watch a girl in particular walk through the gym with great confidence, I think she looks hot. She looks damn sexy. She show, she's showing that she is feeling good from her workout. She knows that she's just bossed a move and she's feeling amazing. And I think it's great. Confidence is a really, really attractive thing in both men and women. So definitely consider that. So yeah, please don't ever think that someone's in there for, to laugh at you or whatever, because if they are in there, then they are one of the very little minority. And to be honest, they shouldn't be in there. They're obviously very childish. So yeah, and when I go in the morning, it is pretty much all beefy, big men in there at six o'clock in the morning, getting their sessions in before they go off to whatever their job is. So then, like, for example, there's a bloke, he seems to always be on the same sessions as me, like back day seems to be the same day or leg day seems to be the same day as each other. We obviously have the same clockwork in our, in our workouts. It's quite funny. Um, but he like, he's at one point I watched him deadlift the other day, something like 250 kg. And I was like, oh my God, that's insane. But he was really good at it, very controlled and very quiet, might I note. But I noticed with him, 
He's always scared to come up to me and ask if I finished with a bench or a piece of equipment. He always asks people around me. So then that made me wonder, am I looking intimidating now? Do I come across as someone that's not approachable? And I started to notice it with quite a few blokes that blokes never ask me if something in front of me was not being used, like a bench, even though it wasn't being used. They go all around me. They were always, they're always too nervous to go near me. So I am noticing this and I'm very much like, why are we getting so nervous just to approach each other? So um, trust me, even the biggest and beefiest of guys clearly have a slight bit of gym gymsiety themselves. So please don't ever feel like these big beefy blokes are going to be absolutely terrifying because I get the impression they're complete teddy bears. So yeah, that's one thing to really think about. And just remember, and also... If I see someone that goes to the gym who is clearly in rehabilitation or is overweight, trying to do something about it, if anything, we have more respect for them because we know that that person has noticed that they need to make change, they need to improve on something or they need to help in terms of repair some damage and they're doing something about it, okay? So we're going to have more respect for those people, okay? The other way you can get over sort of gymsiety is... Pay for a gym, gym. Um, sorry, not gym instructor. Well, you could pay for a gym instructor, I guess, but pay for a PT to do a couple of sessions with you. Like I'm talking a one-to-one basis, where they get to really help you perfect a technique, get you trying these different areas in the gym that you were afraid to go to, and they will build your confidence because you'll know exactly what you need to do, what equipment you'll need, and how you should do it, and you'll feel a lot more confident in yourself through that. So I really recommend that. And then you could look at having like maybe an online coach or whatever who can then take you to the next level and push you and get you to achieve even more so really think about that so the next thing I want to talk about is the relationship of food and taking that sort of brave step with that so let me just take a quick sip of water because I've got dry mouth Mm-mm. okay don't want to be one of those people that does a podcast like mm, let me just sip a nice tea No, I'm not like those, okay? (laughs) Anyway, relationship with food. So, and why I like calorie counting. So I actually shared a story where it was actually a reel today on my Instagram um, by um, an online coach called Darren Cartel. He's very good and I like him. He's very witty, but he, very factual, straight to the point, but he brings humour to it as well and he's brilliant. And... You know, he made a point of why calorie counting is so good. So I'm going to explain why take a brave step with this. So I've had particularly women approach me who have said, Hayley, I have lost a lot of weight, Um, you know, like from four stones. Some people have lost like 20 kilos, all kinds of things. They've said, I've lost all of this weight, but I have been eating below a thousand calories a day for the last three or four months. Um, and I don't want to eat any more than that now because I'm really afraid of putting on weight. Um, I've had a few women who have even eaten below 500. I won't give the exact quote of how much they're eating, but I'm going to tell you now, it was a terrifying amount that um, they actually, two of them actually took themselves to a doctor for further help because it was an eating disorder. Well, both of them were eating disorders. Um, and well, obviously my coaching discontinued because they needed to have further help 
in order to have a better relationship with food and get themselves in a good place. Now, the scary thing is, is like people know <clears throat> to lose body fat, you need to be in a caloric deficit to lose body fat. Fact. Energy in, energy out, how much you burn, yada, yada, yada. And people are starting to think that they need to really over-restrict themselves. I've even seen a dear friend of mine, a male, who is eating the same amount of calories that I was eating when I was in a deficit for losing weight after having Harrison. Now, I'm half the size of him. You know, I'm a petite woman. Um, I'm, what, five foot five, five foot six, something like that. Um, and I work out fair amount so I set myself what was it at the time I had 1700 calories every day and at weekends I probably have about 2000 because I knew that I was awake a lot of the time I knew that I was working out loads I was doing classes I was doing night feeds with Harry walking him loads you name it I was doing a lot like I was burning a lot of energy I still do um so I wanted to be realistic and give myself a little bit more food because don't want to run into fatigue. This guy was eating 1600 calories every day for months and months and months. Later down the line, he is going to realize that that is going to cause severe fatigue. It's going to affect his work. And also, when he starts to bring his calories back up, which I guarantee he won't do it gradually because he hasn't been taught this, he is going to jump up to probably considerable amount of food again and then wonder why the scale weight's going up. So I'm gonna explain this to you. So from the women that I've had who've been eating considerably low calories, they often find when they start training with me, I set their calories and they're normally around, well, it depends on their size, age, activity level, but there was one woman and I set her 1600 calories five days per week, 1800 calories two days per week, which is a nice sensible deficit, decent amount, gonna help her still produce reproductive hormones, it's still going to help her energy level, she's going to work out well and still work well. So great. She came around to me and said, that is way too many calories, I cannot eat all that. And I said, yes you can, that should be you in a deficit with how much you're going to be doing energy wise. And she, she just didn't believe me and didn't really follow my workout program and continue to do too much cardio, I'm talking ridiculous amounts of cardio and eating little to no food most days. And it and um, it was quite scary to think how bad it was getting. And you know, this isn't the first time it's happened as well. It's happened a few times with women. And the problem is, is when you, I mean, she did then attempt to eat the food that I set for her and weight went up and they said instantly, as soon as that happened, a few days later, cancelled my membership and said, I can't do this, it's not working for me, it's not right for me. And I've had that a few times with quite a few women. And the problem is, if you've been in such a severe deficit for such a long time, and then I put you on this new amount of calories, yes, you're going to gain weight at first because basically you fucked your metabolism so badly, your body now needs to repair itself. So I've put clients in a sensible deficit that's not too harsh achieves fat loss over a long period of time I'm not talking quick fat loss that is not that is not how diet I hate diet culture and that's not how it should be 
that is not how it should be. So then women become absolutely terrified and men become terrified to have this extra food because they think they fucked up their metabolism. They can never bring the food back up. Now, your body is a very clever thing and it will repair itself. It will bring its metabolism back up. So eating the food that your coach sets for you or your nutritionist, whatever, if you eat that food that's set for you, yes, you're going to gain weight for a few weeks, granted, because we've got to fix this. And then you start to see results. You then start to see that lean tissue is building and fat loss is starting to happen again. Your energy levels are amazing. Your reproductive hormones have improved. Your skin has improved. Your hair is looking thicker. All kinds of things start to happen. So this is one thing. People need to not be afraid of food. Please don't. And I obviously we say with this, if you do believe that you have an eating disorder or something, please take further care. So the women that have ended it with me or have cut it short, often we've had discussions that further care needs to be taken from a medical perspective as well as maybe talking to for some counselling as well and well one girl in particular she's doing incredibly well now she is in a you can see both mentally and physically she's very healthy she doesn't train with me anymore but I can see that she's joined um, a a team sport and she's doing really well I don't want to give any more details on what she does because confidentiality but she's doing absolutely fantastic she looks healthy she's glowing and she is lifting some serious weights I was unreal jealous when I saw her clean press the other day I was like what anyway so please don't be afraid of food um you need to knock down that mental wall that you have built thinking you cannot eat above these calories please please and also listen to my previous podcast, especially one called Fuel, as I talk about how to set a protein target. So if you are on a fat loss journey, you've been giving yourself ridiculously low calories for such a long time. You need to recalculate your deficit to a sensible level and you need to calculate your protein target. So have a listen to Fuel and listen to all my other um, podcasts like about weight loss journeys and stuff that could help you. Um, so, yeah, that's my perspective on sort of a health and well-being side um yeah I think there's still a real stigma when it comes to health and well-being that people think when it comes to being healthy and fit that you're supposed to be able to run miles and eat hardly any food never eat food that you enjoy life is about balance at the end of the day so being brave now from a career perspective so I think I've seen a lot of this happen since lockdown. So I know lockdowns have been, they've all been so hard on us. They've been mentally challenging as well as emotionally challenging. But I have seen some people become very creative and inspiring. Some people have started up their own businesses. Some people have taken a complete new career path. Some people have taken their hobby to the next level and are amazing at it. Some people have started new hobbies. Um... And it's great. So if you've always had a passion for something, whatever it is, whatever subject it is, it could be in the arts, it could be health and fitness, it could be anything. I say, do you really love it? Is it a real passion? And if you said, I would love to open up my own business, but I don't know how. 
if you truly have a passion for that subject and you think and you believe in yourself that you can do it, do it. But I say invest your time sensibly. So I took a massive brave step for myself last year. Um, I worked for British Airways for seven years and I was so used to the stability of a regular income, no matter what, it came in the same date every month. I knew it was there. It was okay. I could pay off my bills every month. Not an issue. It was absolutely fine. Um, and basically, I fell pregnant and then placed on furlough because of everything going on with COVID. And so instantly, I got bored very quickly. So I was already a personal trainer because I'd studied it on the side um, and wanted to kind of build my own sort of side, sort of little extra money earner, like a little bit of extra cash, nothing big. Um, so I had like a handful of online clients. I'm talking like five people. It wasn't a lot, um, really small amount, but it was a nice little thing to have and just build up my clientele. Now, when COVID happened, I then said, right, I'm at home. I am pregnant, but I'm not doing anything with myself. I'm doing my regular workouts. I know what I need to do for my physical well-being, but my mental well-being, I needed to challenge myself. I'm one of these people I can't sit still. So I did, I enrolled in quite a few programs. So I did some specialist subjects in my PT career. So that was the weight loss journey, for example, and then doing some pre and postnatal stuff. And I loved it qualified quite quickly got them and then I thought I need to build up my understanding of how to do my tax returns properly so I did a bookkeeping course that challenged me so I was starting to learn the subjects to be able to start running a business more myself and then I started um, getting some before and after pictures in which was amazing at the beginning of lockdown. So then I started advertising that a lot on my social media. That got more, um, no, I got noticed a lot more from it. And I started to really build um, an online sort of um, reputation through friends, family, and my Instagram and Facebook followers. And okay, my following is not huge. I think my following started off at like 600 people when I started my PT business and now it's on like 16, just under 1700 or something like that. Nothing big, not, not huge. But I think of that as, you know, that's nearly 1700 people as an audience looking at you. That's a lot of people looking at you. So that's how I look at it as it doesn't matter if it's 200,000 or 2000, whatever it is, you still got 2000 people looking at you. If it's 200 people, you've got 200 people looking at you. So definitely think about it. So like my, my crew fitness um, Instagram page that's got just under 300 people that's 300 people well just under 300 people that solely are interested in my online coaching business that, solely into that anyway I'm digressing big time but I then got offered redundancy well voluntary redundancy at BA and I sat down with Tom and I was like look let's be realistic travel industry does not look good it looks like it's not going to recover for many years. I don't think I'd want to travel once I have Harrison. I feel like I want to be at home with him quite a lot. So I said, I have been investing all of my time and energy and money into these courses. 
I think I need to take the plunge and just grow my business. And it was a terrifying leap. But like I said at the beginning of this podcast, being out of your comfort zone is a good thing and will push you. So those moments where you're stressed or freaking out over something new, that's a good thing. That shows you care and you've got passion to push for it. And I've had some very stressful times since doing this online stuff, um, especially when it became my sole income. And I've learned with the fitness industry in particular that it goes through peaks and troughs. So at the moment, we are in low peak season. Not that many people want to have online coaching. I am very aware of that. I've seen that now for the last year, that it really dips. And then come beginning of autumn again, it picks up before Christmas. So I'm very much aware of that. And during those times, I learn how to invest my time, invest in myself, invest time with my family, all of that. But also be brave in terms of, right, we're going to have a little bit less money this time. So when I have earning more money at other times, I need to put that money aside. So, and it will get better. The business will grow. It's still a very young business. I only um, put it down as a limited company, what, three or four months ago. So it hasn't been long at all. Um, So we're getting there slowly. But what I'm trying to say is, if you really love something and you want to become, say, your own boss, then I say, build up your rapport sorry, your reputation and your knowledge, potentially maybe on the side of what you're doing now. So you've got that stability from a current income and then invest in your your spare time in building this separate business for yourself, whatever it may be. Um, and it can reward. It is hard work and it's very tiring, but it does pay off. You know, when I studied to be a personal trainer, I was doing it whilst flying full-time at BA so and I managed it I did it and you can do it it is achievable you've just got to be very organized with yourself and then taking that leap is incredibly brave it's very terrifying but it, it is incredibly rewarding it is the best lifestyle you can ever have being your own boss but there's also the element of not switching off I might admit but It's a big, brave step to take. So if it's something you truly want, then you've got to be brave and you've got to start making and implementing a strategy to achieve that. And that's what I have been doing. And I still am finding ways now to improve the business and grow it more. So we're getting there, Um, especially now I'm getting corporate deals coming in. So it is awesome. We're we're getting there. You just got to keep persevering, keep learning, keep pushing. Um, And same for if you're in your career path. So if there's something like you strive to work your way up, then you need to get yourself noticed. You've sometimes got to be out of your comfort zone to get noticed. You know, it might be that you need to um, prove that you're willing to put in the extra work to your boss. It might be that you need to um, take on an extra course. It might be something that you've got to do that you don't particularly like or makes you uncomfortable, but you know is going to be rewarding in the long, long run. So definitely consider that as well but also just remember today that if you are like I say the two quotes I want you to take away being out of your comfort zone is a good thing it means that you are willing and trying to find a way to improve to get yourself out that comfort zone and then you find another way to be out of it again to improve again being out your comfort zone is a great way to be like self sort of motivation and improvement 
Stress shows that you care and you're likely to drive yourself or motivate yourself in order to get yourself out of that stress and get these tasks or motives absolutely nailed. So I have talked lots and lots and lots today. I'm desperate for a cup of tea because I've got a dry throat from all of that now. But I really hope that's inspired you to think about coming out of your comfort zone and taking that leap of faith or grabbing it by the balls, as they say. <laughs> but thank you so much for listening. And um, please don't forget to hit like or subscribe to my channel where I will continue to put up weekly podcasts. So we will catch you all soon. Take it easy.